Hello and welcome to the 11th episode of the Football South Coast Weekly, the last episode of the regular season. Football South Coast reporter Nathan Turner will now take you through the results from last weekend. But before he does that, I spoke with Helensburg coach Brad Boardman after the Thistles 3-0 victory over Kiama on the weekend. So it was quite a convincing scoreline in the end. Were you satisfied with the team's performance? Yeah, yeah, look, very very satisfied. Uh, the boys put it together, after, especially after the last couple of weeks. It's been a, it's been a bit of a battle, but, you know, the heart was there today, which just turned out on the field and we finished our chances. And Cade Kingston today had a hand in all the goals. Just how good was he today? He did well, mate. I put him back into the nine roll. I had him in 10 for a few weeks now. And, uh, I think that that nine roll sort of suits him uh, in, in games like this today. So, you know, all credit to him too, uh, as well as the boys around him. We, you know, we all put in together today and played as a squad. And in terms of this result being uh, useful for finals football, of course, a win here, is, is that sort of your goal this year? Yeah, so we had a, sort of a, a recap on th- or Tuesday night of training. We just said, you know, that we're, we've put ourselves in this position where, where we're fighting for a final spot now and we have to win, you know, every game from now on in. So we'll, we'll, we'll take this win today and we'll approach next week with a different attitude, with a, sorry, same attitude, but a different game. As we pass round 10, the penultimate round of the two competitions in the Illawarra Premier League and Illawarra District League, there is still plenty to play for with final spots still up for grabs as well as premierships in both competitions. There is just one game to play, but before we get into that, we look at some of the big results and fixtures from last weekend. In the Illawarra Premier League, Winuda's 1-0 win over Tarawana secured their first finals appearance in the top flight in the club's history, an impressive feat given that they did play District League just a few seasons ago. Tomohiro Ishii scored what turned out to be the winner in the 31st minutes to confirm the Sharks' aspirations for a top three finish going into the final round. And the Illawarra Premier League honourable mention for the weekend was Coniston 3, Wollongong Olympic 3, and it was Coniston taking a vital two points away from Olympic with their three-all draw on Saturday afternoon at JJ Kelly Park. But it was Olympic leading for majority of the match when they went up 3-1 with just under 15 minutes to play thanks to an own goal and a Matt Flowo brace throughout the game. But it was a determined Coniston side looking towards their bench with Dion Stajewski adding to Matt Tetschner's brace to nab the equalize in the 93rd minute to make Olympics hunt for finals even harder and secure an important point for the positive end to Coniston's poor season in the Illawarra Premier League ladder this week. It was wins for Wununa and Bulleye that secured their spot in the top five as the Sharks stay in the hunt for the Premiership, which is still mathematically possible following Wollongong United's draw with Albion Park White Eagles. And in and around the top five, there are still four teams battling it out for finals football with two spots up for grab going into the final weekend. Albion Park, White Eagles and Wollongong Olympic are in the box seat heading into this weekend, sitting in fourth and fifth spot respectively, both on 16 points each. Tarawana sit in sixth position, just one point behind, with Balambi just another point behind the Blueies in seventh. Also, an important note, it was South Coast United's first win of the campaign, which also sees them close the gap between them and Port Kembla at the bottom of the table to just two points. In the Illawarra District League, big game of the round. It was the Falcons planting themselves in the box seat to take out the District League Premiership with a comprehensive 4-0 win over fellow top five side Picton at Keith Bond Oval on Saturday. Goals to Daniel Manila, Jared Vinton and a brace to Bojan Carrick secured the crucial win for the Falcons, which now allows them to take out the Premiership should they get the three points against Thrall this Saturday. 
And the Illawarra District League honourable mention for the round was Unidera 6, Shell Cove Neil, with the Hearts putting on an absolute masterclass for their home fans with an emphatic 6-0 win over fellow top five side Shell Cove at Unidera Oval. Braces to Joel Perry and Luke Picciolini guided Unidera to the win, which keeps their premiership's hopes alive as they travel to Fernhill this weekend, looking to win and hoping that Oak Flats can't get a result against the rule so they can sneak up and take the premiership. Looking at the ladder, as mentioned before, Oak Flats and Unidera will battle out the final week, knowing one of them will take out the 2020 IDL premiership and a win for the Falcons will see them take out the trophy, but drop points can see Unidera snatch the title should they beat Fern Hill. Picton did secure a third spot despite that loss, and there is a three-way battle for fourth and fifth as Shell Cove, Helensburg, and University all sit on 16 points separated on goal difference. A win for the students will see them nab a final spot, and a win for either Shell Cove or Helensburg will see them take the other finals place as the two sides do play each other on Saturday afternoon at Barry Heights Sports Field. A draw could also be enough for the students and either the Cove or the Thistle, depending on either game's results for either side to sneak into the top five. For a win for Fernhill as well could also see him sneak in, depending on other results if University lose and Shell Cove or Helensburg lose also. And a special mention to Rurilla, who also picked up their first win of the campaign with a 1-0 win over Balgani on Friday night. We will now move on to a preview of the final round of fixtures in the Illawarra Mercury Premier League. But before we get into the games, I spoke with Wollongong Olympic coach George Antonew ahead of his side's crucial clash with Tarawana this weekend in the side's pursuit for finals football. So thanks for joining me today, George. So the side do currently sit in fifth level on points with Albion Park in fourth and ahead of Tarawana by a point in sixth. What have you made of the side's overall performance this year? Oh, it's just been one of those difficult years, really hard to assess because I just think we've had different players come in and out of the team due to you know uh, work commitments and injury, of course. So, yeah, without making any excuses, it's just been a really difficult year for our club. Yeah, and who do you feel have been the standouts for the side this year, especially in consideration of signings like you, Hasegara, and Justin Passfield in goal? Yeah, listen, they've been tremendous assets to our club in general, on and off the field. But, you know, our young boys, we've given an opportunity to. Young Keegan Matthias has been exceptional throughout the year. Tim Chapman's had his opportunities. Uh, young Josh Hawker. You know, so we're really happy that, you know, kids like that have come on board and, and done a job for us this year. Yeah, and just focusing on, on Keegan Matthias, obviously he's 18 years old and he's come into the first grade scene this year for the side. What do you see in him as a player? Oh, listen, he's got a tremendous motor on him. Uh, he's a very fit young lad. Um, you know, and you know he's taken his opportunity. He's worked really hard during the pre-season and post-COVID and whatnot, and he's been able to retain his position, which has been fantastic. Yeah, and just looking at your recent form this season, I mean, of course, the three-nil defeat to Albion Park and the three-nil draw with Coniston. Of course, these aren't the results that you potentially would have wanted, but what can you take from from results like these? I, I think this year's been a, a real learning uh, curve for us. Um, again. It, COVID's been played a big part in now what we how we select the side this year. We really tried to bring on a couple of young boys, and we've brought on some experience with uh, with you and with Justin Passfield. But we needed that experience. Um, so for us, it's, every game's been a learning curve. We're trying to learn each time we go out and play. That's why I think we've been a little bit inconsistent this year. Um, and again, hopefully that sort of puts us in good stead for next season. 
Yeah, and in terms of your last game this season, at least, you do face a crunch match with uh, Tarawana this weekend. How are you looking to approach a game that has such importance attached to it? Yeah, like, like every game, we go out to win it. Uh, we, we'll try uh, and attack as best we can, um, put the best field, best team on the field as we can, and hopefully we can get the three points. We know Tarawana is not going to be very difficult. They're well-coached, well-organised. Um, and again, you know, we'll go out there looking for the three points, as I'm sure they will. Yeah, and just finally, what can a result against a side like Tarawana do for, for Wollongong Olympic heading into the final series from a psychological perspective? Uh, to be quite honest, we're just looking to win our next game and we'll, 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 we'll attack the, the semi-finals if we're good enough to make it after this weekend. Um, but yeah, listen, we'll, we'll put our best foot forward come, come Sunday and hopefully we can get the three points and you know look forward to the semi-finals after that. Okay, thank you for your time. Cheers, mate. Thank you. And we'll begin with the Illawarra Premier League round 11, the last round of fixtures uh, in the regular competition. And all games will be played on Sunday, and the first of which that we will discuss, Wollongong United against Coniston at Macedonia Park. So Wollongong United do currently still sit top of the league after that one-all draw with Albion Park. However, that does mean the lead at the top is cut to three points. However, as well as this, you know, Wollongong United do have that superior goal difference in comparison to Renuna. Nathan, United's form in recent, it, it hasn't been 100%, but they have played some difficult games here. But do you think against the Coniston side here who have struggled, they, they should be able to get the job done? Yeah, definitely. It's, uh, you know, all online for Long United. You know, they win this game or even just pick up a draw, then they come out on top with the Premiers. So, um, yeah, massive game for them. And, and obviously, we talk about Coniston picking up that 3 or draw against Wollongong Olympic. So, they can sort of nab results here and there. Coniston, they've picked up five draws this season. So, United must be careful, but they're going to be, you know, going at it hard. As you, as you said, second best defence in the competition, Wollongong United. So, they're not going to be leaking goals at the back for Coniston, who can score goals uh, in attack themselves. So, uh, I believe Wollongong United will be too um, strong in this one. and you know, come away with the Premier's trophy. Yeah, and just looking at Coniston here, I mean, they have picked up a couple of impressive draws recently, of course, the, the week before, the, the one-all draw with Benuna, and, and last weekend, the three-all draw with Wollongong Olympic. I mean, despite the side not showing the necessary quality and consistency throughout the season, they definitely have the capacity to, to cause some upsets this year. Yeah, definitely. As I, as I mentioned before, I mean, they've picked up five draws this season. A few of them have been in the top five in um, Ulan Olympic and also Winuna. Um, so, yeah, definitely they can pick up a draw when they sort of turn it on on a certain day. But the sort of the big factor for me for Coniston is, is their defence. Um, you know, they've leaked a lot of goals this season. They... Um, They've only kept one clean sheet in 2020 and they've also conceded, you know, 24, which is the second second most in the competition. So I know Wollongong United aren't sort of known for their attack this year, but they have scored 22 goals. So um, they'll definitely need to be keeping things tight at the back if they want to sort of compete with such a strong Wollongong United side. And I think speaking about how strong United have been this season, I think I will be backing them to, to pick up all three points here. I just think the motivation of knowing that the league championship is there to be won uh, against the Coniston side, who we know defensively aren't the best at times, it, it really sort of leaves the door open for them to, to get a strong performance, which I think can be especially important, uh, important looking towards you know, the final series coming into the back of it with a win, a good, confident win. It can really sort of bolster their, their chances in the final series, I think. 
Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with you there, Tim. It's it's a good sort of form to ride going into finals as well, especially if you've got that week off by coming first. You want to sort of build on that from the last weekend of the season and, and you know, go go from there. So, yeah, I'm going to pick uh, Wollongong United in this one. And looking at another game in the Premier League, Coromel against Villanby at Memorial Park. So the Rangers, they have dropped down to ninth with that 1-0 defeat to Cringilla. And it is just one win in their past five games. Nathan, for Coromel this year, it's just been a real disappointment compared to where they were uh, last season. But of course, they did lose quite a, quite a few important players. I mean, the likes of Mark Bridge uh, in terms of, and I think something that hasn't really been spoken about is the way that sides would have set up before lockdown and then after lockdown, of course, players would have moved on and there would have been quite a few reshuffles in terms of squads. And I think Coromel may have fallen victim to that a little bit. Yeah, it was a massive loss. I know at the start of the season, you sort of do most of your preseason from you know October, November from the season before and sort of building on that towards the start of the start of the year, then you sort of you know got your your team pretty much set. And you know after the... After the lockdown, Coromel losing a few players, you know, that's gone out all the windows. So they have to start again. So, yeah, it's been a bit of a, as you said, Tim, a disappointing year for the Rangers. But, yeah, a lot of players, you know, missing out, leaving, injured, that sort of stuff as well. So they're just sort of chugging along, waiting for the season 10, and then again, building it on next year. And looking at their opponents, Belambi, in this one, they haven't been in the best of form either. They haven't won since round six, that 2-1 win to South Coast United. But, of course, they have played some really tough teams. Of course, Wanuna, Wollongong, Olympic, Boy. You know, these are some really tough sides who are all fighting in and around that finals place. And, I mean, the Rosellas still definitely have a chance of getting into the finals if they do win here and other results go their way. But, Nathan, what have you made of Belambi's first campaign back in the Premier League? I mean, to be still fighting for finals football, that's quite admirable considering that they've just come up this year. Yeah, I mean, most teams, when they come up a division, you sort of want them to stay in that division, not so much be pushing for finals football. And, you know, Belambi have done that this season. And as you said, they haven't won since round six, and that's four losses in a row. But they are still in and around that sort of top five there. I mean, they are two points out um, of, of the finals football. But, I mean, as you said, mathematically, there's still a chance and they can definitely pick a result against Coromel, who's sort of depleted on numbers and sort of or their season's pretty much over. So it, it's still there for Blamby given other results. But, yeah, um, but yeah, very mixed season for the Rosellas, but they, they can still, you know, get a chance to make the finals, which will cap off a, you know, a good season up in the top grade. Now, I think it's fair to say that this game for the Rosellas is a must-win if they do want to make the final series. Are you going to be backing them to pick up all three points here against Coromel? I, I am, Tim. Um, I feel like Blamby do still have the quality to sort of compete with top teams, which will you know help them over the line in this one against sort of like a, a low-motivation team in Coromel going into this one who haven't, you know, both teams haven't won in a few weeks. And um, I feel like they're the drive to sort of make the finals will be Belambi sort of going factor into this one. And I know they've versed tough opponents in the last few weeks in Bulla and Wollongong United, and they've only lost 3-2 on both those occasions. So I feel like they're going to have the quality to, to come away with the win. Yeah, I think I'll agree with you on this one. I mean, Coromel, they have picked up some some good results this year, but it's just been the issue of consistency for them. And I mean, I think it, it's just the, the low number of wins as well, just two wins for the side this year. And I just feel Belambi having that extra incentive to, to go out and get all three points should be enough for them to, to get over the line in this one. And looking at the next game that we will discuss, Wanuna against South Coast United 
at Ocean Park. So the Sharks' 1-0 win against Tarawana last weekend ensured a top three finish. They are unbeaten since round three, but I mean, they have did have those two defeats in their first three games, the 2-1 defeat to Bulleye and then the 1-0 defeat to Wollongong United. Nathan, it's just an interesting point, this, because we speak about Winuna being in second place, but in terms of looking towards a final series where they have had defeats against sides who will be in and around the final series, do you think that would be a concern for the Sharks? Oh, definitely. But I mean, I feel like the Sharks can sort of match it to them on a given day. And, and we should mention that this is Winuna's maiden finals appearance in the top flight, which is an impressive feat for a club that was, you know, in District League a couple of seasons ago. So, you know, a massive accomplishment for the club. But yeah, I mean, as you said, against the top sort of teams, that was earlier in the season. You said round one and then round three. And, and since then, they haven't lost the game. So, I mean, definitely positive signs for the Sharks heading into the finals. They're going to be, you know, high on motivation, high on morale around the club, thinking that they can sort of go all the way. And I mean, they're up there for a reason, I think, Tim. And I feel like they're going to, you know, continue their form into the finals against, you know, the top sides and be very sort of dark horses in uh, come October. Yeah, and something that certainly will help them in, the, in their bid for, for making it and going far in the finals place is their defensive record this season. Just eight goals conceded in, in 10 games. And while they aren't particularly prolific scorers, just having a, a solid defensive base has really benefited them this year. And, and looking at their opponents, South Coast United, Nathan, I mean, they did pick up their first win of the season, that 1-0 win against Port Kembla. And they could, in fact, lift off the foot of the table with a victory against Winuna here if Port Kembla do not get all three points against Cringilla. But in terms of this game here against a Winuna side that has been so defensively solid, do you think it will be difficult for South Coast United to get anything out of this game? Yeah, very difficult. I mean, it's always hard going into the last game of the season knowing you really can't get much out of it. But they, they do have that sort of driving fact that they can get off the bottom, which I'm sure they'd want to do. Um, that 1-0 win over Port Kembla was sort of a massive boost for him. But, uh, you know, apart from, you know, talking about their attacking qualities, there's not much for South Coast United. They've only, they've only scored three goals um, in a game on two occasions this year, one against, you know, Coniston and then Cringilla, which are teams sort of down the bottom of the table. But, you know, they struggle against the top teams in, in terms of the attack. But they are sort of closely matching it to the defence. You know, a couple 2-1 defeats, uh, to, to top sides as well is a worrying factor for Winuna, but I believe the Sharks are just going to have the quality um, to come away with the win in this one. Yeah, I, th- I think I will agree with you on this one. However, we did see Coniston uh, visit Winuna and pick up a one-all draw there, a side who was struggling, and you would say Winuna did go into that game as a strong favourite. So South Coast United, there definitely is potential for them to, to pick up some points or at least a point in this game here. But I just do feel Winuna are in such a good run of form at the moment. And, and similar to United, they wanna, they're going to want to go into the final series with a positive result and performance and I just think that that kind of motivation and, and the need for a good performance here will, will be enough to, to see them win this game and looking at uh, another game the Premier League Tarawana against Wollongong Olympic at Tarawana Oval now this is a huge game for, for both sides perhaps the game of the round in terms of both sides are looking to pick up finals football here. Tarawana sit in sixth position here. The, the 1-0 loss to Anuna does see the side uh, sit a point off fifth place. But with a win here, it would see the side leapfrog their opponents Olympic in this game uh, and move into a finals place here. And 
they do have precedent for this last season. They did pick up a 3-2 win in this fixture last year. But Nathan, in terms of Tarawana's season here, I mean, they didn't really have, there weren't really significant expectations placed on this Tarawana team, but they certainly have shown throughout the year that they are more, more than capable of pushing up the table. And to be sitting in this position with a round to play, you know, being able to pick up finals football, that's a huge achievement for them. Yeah, no doubt about that. I mean, they've picked up the three wins in a row from round seven to round uh, nine, sort of made them fly under the radar going towards finals football. And with that shortened season, those nine points are huge. Like, wins are massive in this competition with only 11 games. So, And they've shot up towards the you know fifth spot on the table around the finals position. And going into this game, as you said, a massive a massive game. And, and I remember last year, it was a similar boat for the Blueies. They um, hosted Winuna in the last game of the season where they just needed a draw or a win to make the finals. And they did play out a one or a draw in probably one of the games of the season that I've seen. So um, they definitely can play in, under these types of pressure, I think, the Blueies. And yeah, it's going to be a massive task um, at home to Wollongong Olympic this, this coming weekend. And looking at the last season's uh, league champions, I mean, just one win in their past five games, which does mean the side probably do need to pick up maximum points here to make the finals. And last weekend's three-all draw with Coniston wasn't really the result that they needed. They did need to pick up three points in that one. And I guess it just sort of adds to, to the need here to pick up three points, Nathan. But looking at Wollongong Olympic in this game, do you feel they're capable of going to Tarawana and picking up all three points? Yeah, I mean, they're definitely capable of doing it. Um, you know, they're reigning premiers for a reason. They can sort of stick out results and stick out the season when they want to. And, you know, the last few weeks, their form hasn't really shown how, how good they can be. And it's probably just sort of a rush patch for Olympic in recent weeks too, because they started the season so strongly, you know, with wins over Wollongong United and then, you know, the draw against Bulleye. Um, as well as the win over Coromel as well. So they're still hanging in around the top five. And obviously, as, as we mentioned before, it's a massive game this weekend. And Tarawana Oval is, is never an easy ask traveling uh, down there because, you know, how good the Blueies are at home. So, I mean, it's all in Olympics court as well. They just need to sort of get a result. And, you know, they got finals football. And uh, I think for a prediction in this game, I'm going to, to say Tarawana, in fact, to pick up the win here. I just feel they're going to have the extra motivation playing at home. Uh, and knowing that finals football would be a huge feat for them uh, against an Olympic side whose form isn't the best, just one win in the past five games. Yeah, look, I'm, I might agree with you on that one, Tim. I think Tarawana, you know, quality in the recent weeks to sort of get results and, and be up around that mid toward a table towards the finals football. And they've only just slipped out of it after last week. And Wollongong Olympic, as we said, has sort of been riding a rough patch of form in recent weeks. So I believe Tarawana, as you said, at home as well, are going to be able to get the job done and, and go into the finals for 2020. And I think it's important as well to, to look at it from the perspective that whichever side picks up a result in this game, that gives a huge amount of momentum heading into the final series. You know, having, having such a, a fantastic win uh, or result the week before seeing you into the finals football, I think that's a great piece of motivation to head into the finals series with. Um, so, yeah, it'll be a very important game for, for both sides here. And the next game that we will discuss in the Illawarra Premier League is Albion Park against Bulleye at Terry Reserve. So the White Eagles, uh, they've continued the, the positive run of results, really. I mean, we spoke about that difficult run of home fixtures playing Olympic United and Bulleye. And to beat Olympic 3-0, getting their first clinch of the season, now the one-all draw with Wollongong United. I mean, it sees them sit in fourth position on the same points as, as fifth. 
and a point ahead of sixth and two ahead of seventh. So I guess it is still a must-win game for them. But Nathan, in terms of that, that run of uh, uh, fixtures that they did have towards the end of the season, I mean, to be picking up four points out of a possible six, that's really good from them. Yeah, the White Eagles uh, sort of coming under the radar there, pushing into the finals after, you know, versing some tough opponents in recent weeks, as you said. And, you know, they they, they did pick up a one-all draw at, at Terry Reserve with Winuna too, just a few weeks prior as well. In between that was a 2-1 win over Coniston. So that's eight points in their last four games, which is, you know, very strong in the, in the shortened season. And they, they're seeing themselves sit in, in fourth position after that slow sort of start that, we, that we've mentioned all year. And... I mean, it's in the box seat for now, the White Eagles. They, they just need to win and they've secured, you know, finals football. I, I think third place is sort of off the radar for them because sort of, their goal difference is, is a bit behind their opponents this weekend in Bulleye. But um, yeah, definitely it's, it's all in the Albion Park White Eagles court this weekend. And looking at their opponents, Bulleye in this one, the 3-2 win against Belambi. And it was a late comeback from the side. There were a goal down in the 81st minute, but a late flurry of goals did see Bulleye score three there. They're all but guaranteed a third-place finish, as you've mentioned, having that superior goal difference. How do you think Bulleye are going to approach this game here against, you know, a game that could definitely also be seen in the final series? Yeah, I mean, it sets up your final series, doesn't it? This is a potentially a final uh, series game in, in itself. I mean... Um, it's currently third v fourth, which will will not be the first week of the finals, but it'll be pretty much um, similar sort of teams in the finals already. So, um, yeah, massive, massive game for Bulleye. I mean, they pretty much will confirm the top three, which is, again, another positive sign for them. Whether they take it easy on that account um, is a different story, but I feel like they'll go all guns blazing and sort of want to jump Winuna into second spot, finish as high as they can in the regular season. So it, it could go either way down at Terry Reserve and, and yeah, we'll just have to see how it goes on Sunday. And what are you going to say in terms of a prediction for this game? Oh, it's a definitely, it's a hard one, Tim. Um, I, I might go, I might go the White Eagles, bit of an underdogs to, you know, push them into the finals and, and give them a bit of a boost for next week. Yeah, you, you definitely say, I mean, of course, Boy's form has been very good as well, but the White Eagles' recent results, they have, they have momentum heading into this game against Boy here. But I think I am going to back... Bulleye to, to pick up all three points here. I think that they have shown uh, against the big games, of course, beating Belambi last week uh, as an example of that. They are more than capable of sort of picking up results in these types of games. And I just feel they're going to want to pick up all three points. And we've mentioned that the potential impact this could have in terms of looking towards the final series here. And I just feel that Bulleye are going to pick up all three points here. And looking at the final game that we will discuss in the final round of fixtures for the Illawarra Mercury Premier League, Port Kembla against Kringilla at Weatherall Park. Now, Port Kemba, they haven't scored in their past three games after that 1-0 defeat to South Coast United. But that is it is worth mentioning that they did go down to 10 men just after the half-hour mark. Nathan Belsito sent off. And it'll be an interesting clash for them against Cringilla, Nathan, because Cringilla are sort of on the opposite run of form. They, they've continued their very positive uh, form the one win against Coromel now after that win against South Coast United. It certainly sets up a very interesting game here. Yeah, it's a clash towards the bottom of the table for this one, Tim. Not really um, affecting the ladder in either way towards the, you know, the finals, given that both the sides have... Um, you know, completely out of finals contention. But, I mean, these types of games, you just want to finish as high as you can at the end of the season. And Fort Campbell have the opportunity to do that, to to jump Coniston into 10th spot with a win. And they did have, you know, the loss of their coach at the start of the season, um, you know, still without a, 
permanent coach until next year when Stuart Beattie takes over. So they'd probably want to build on that and sort of finish the season on a high, which is which is a you know a massive thing for the club's morale going into the new season next year. And I might add as well that they are the you know the the worst attacking side in the competition they've only scored on six occasions this year and three of them were actually against Coniston's and then another underlying factor for Port Kembla as well is is the potential to finish bottom which which no team wants to do even though it is the shortened season and there's no relegation or promotion uh, in both the competitions so um, you know big motivation for them but then there's you know Cringilla who have had their sort of flip in form as you said Tim recently they've picked up two wins in a row since they've appointed their new coach, Paul Micklemeyer, um, both over South Coast United and then Coromel as well. And, and they're sitting in eight spots. So I, I think that they're going to be able to ride their form into this one and, and come away with the win. That, that's Grinjilla. Yeah, I think I'll back the home team in this one here. I just feel, you know, you've spoken about the need for them to have a bit of motivation heading into to next season with their new coach, Stuart Beattie. And I just feel that at home here, I just feel that they can, they can definitely get it done here. And that concludes the preview for round 11 of the Illawarra Mercury Premier League. And Nathan and I will both discuss the District League next. And all the games in the District League will be played on Saturday. And the first of which we will discuss Shell Cove against Helensburg at Barrack Heights Sports Field. So Shell Cove, they picked up their second defeat of the season with a 6-0 loss to Unendera, seeing the side drop into fifth position. Nathan, in, in terms of Shell Cove, what have you made of them this year? Oh, Tim, that, that, that defeat to Unendera is a massive, massive one for Shell Cove. You know, they were undefeated since round one um, going into that game as well. And, and sort of that's a poor end to, what, to the season they've got. Um, given that they are still in the top five is sort of a little bit of hope for them. But, I mean, after that defeat, you, you probably be hard to come back from that. Playing against the Helensburg side, who are sort of very good in attack as well, um, have scored 24 goals this season. So, yeah, I mean, they, they definitely started strongly throughout the season, Shell Cove, and just that little slip-up last week, if it was a slip-up. So it'll be interesting to see how they, they tackle this weekend because it's, you know, do or die. Yeah, and looking at Helensburg in this game, uh, was that the 3-0 win against Kaima? Luke Miller, Cade Kinsella, and substitute Ben Watts all got on the score sheet for the side, and it was a really convincing performance from the Thistle and more so a really important result considering the, the a few disappointing results uh, previously, Nathan. Yeah, I mean, Helensburg have always been a strong side and this year they've been a bit on and off. And yeah, that loss to University the week before as well as that, you know, 4-3 defeat to Unendera um, in round eight as well. Sort of seen them slip out of the top five um, for a little bit for, for that last weekend's. And, and University just draw to, to rule, allowed them to get back into it based on goal difference. But yeah, a massive game this weekend against Shell Cove. And as you said, as we said, that Shell Cove is sort of down on confidence after that 6-0 defeat to Unendera. So perfect time for Helensburg to, to um, get the win on this one and, and boost into the top five um, in the last round of the season. And what are you going to say in terms of a prediction for this game here? I'm going to go with Helensburg in this one, Tim. Um, after that 3-0 win against Kayama, sort of planted them into the top five. It's, it's theirs to lose now, and I feel like they're just going to have the quality to, to overcome that Shell Cove side um, fresh off that defeat to Unidera last weekend. Yeah, I think I'll agree with you on this one. I mean, Helensburg are known for scoring goals in this division. Uh, of course, the 7-2 win against Fernhill earlier in the season, and, and they've just won 3-0 here against Kayama. And looking at a Shell Cove side coming off the back of a 6-0 defeat, to, to another top side in Unendera, I think it presents a real opportunity for the Thistle to sort of show that they are 
capable of being, you know, competing in the final series against sides like Eden and Darren, potentially Shell Cove here. So I will say the Thistle to pick up the points. So the next game that we will discuss in the District League, Picton against Balgowney at Hume Oval. So the Rangers, they did have that 4-0 defeat to Oak Flats, which is the fourth time the side have dropped points this year. And all those four times have been in their past five games. And further to this, they haven't, they haven't in fact scored in their past two games. Nathan, it, it's, been, it's been a bit concerning for, for Picton in recent times, hasn't it? Yeah, definitely. They started the season so strongly. And as, as we said, they were you know, flying high at the top of the table with five wins from five games. And then you know, a couple of draws, a couple of losses here and there. And, and suddenly they're out of the race for, for the Premiership. Five points adrift from top spot Oak Flats after that 4-0 defeat, which is the most goals they've conceded in a game this season. Previously, had had only been two goals to both Helensburg and Rarilla. But... Um, yeah, they slipped off in recent weeks, definitely. Um, they have secured third spot, though. Top three finish for them, which is you know impressive given considering they did finish in sixth spot last year outside the finals. So um, very positive going into you know this weekend against the lower side. Might not boost their confidence a little bit with a win here going into the finals next weekend. And their opponents, Balgowney in this one, they continued their really poor form this year. That 1-0 defeat to Barilla and they now only sit two points ahead of the Wanderers at the bottom of the table. I mean, Nathan, this is quite an important game for Balgowney if they don't want to finish bottom here because Barilla have a game against Berkeley, which you would say is potentially a winnable game for the Wanderers. Yeah, another big game for Balgowney. Um, I know they started the season so strongly with two draws against the potential two top five sides, you know, Flats and Tarul, but, you know, since then it's been sort of um, a, a poor form of results in the rest of the season they they failed to find the net um twice in a single game throughout the year already um so yeah it's it's a poor season for for the rangers and they'll definitely want to be finishing on a on a on a high against picton but it's a tough ask against picton as well especially traveling up to hume oval as well so uh, i feel like i'm going to pick the home siding and the picton will come away with the win yeah, I think I'll agree with you on this one. I just feel that Picton are going to want to pick up a positive result after their form has been a little bit patchy recently, and I don't think there's any better side at the moment uh, to do that against than Balgowney. The next game that we will discuss in the District League, Kaima against University at Kaima Sporting Centre. Uh, so that 3-0 defeat to Helensburg was the Quarry's third defeat in a row, and that does now rule the side out of finals contention. Nathan, I guess that's a little bit disappointing from Kaima considering a couple of weeks ago they were right in the fight for finals football. I think everyone was sort of riding them towards the end of the season to, to make finals as a bit of an underdog story. Um, they, you know, they were sitting pretty in uh, fifth spot, fourth, fifth spot around that uh, round seven sort of time with just four games to play and then three losses in a row they sort of dropped off and yeah you know they're done for 2020 season again so a disappointing end to the season from what is from what was a positive start um, picking up wins you know over Balgowney, Fern Hill, Varilla and and the rule as well so they some very positive wins for the Kaya Macquarie's so um, disappointing end to the season uh, and just wanting to, you know, finish on a high as well against university. Yeah, but I mean, it certainly does provide them some some motivation in terms of trying to spoil university's uh, potential finals hopes here because, I mean, uni, they do sit in sixth place after that one-all draw with the rules, seeing them drop out of the top five on goal difference, but a win for university would more or less uh, see them move into the finals places 
I mean, Nathan, just how important of a game is this for the students? Yeah, it's a massive game for top five in finals football for university um, against Kaiema. I mean, we spoke about how Helensburg and Shell Cove are both playing uh, each other at Shell Cove and, and they're both on 16 points as well as university. So the students pick up a win here. They're, they're in finals. They've, they've made it. And a draw as well can help them as well, but it's, it's got to go, other games have got to go their way as well. But they'll be wanting to get the three points and they can do it up at Kaiema because, you know, this fixture last year, they came away as three nil winners, the students. So, a lot of motivation for them to make the finals and they've got the chance to. So I'm going to pick the students in this one. Yeah, I think I'll agree with you for university to pick up the points here. I just feel that Kayama, uh, their season has sort of slipped away from them in recent weeks. And I just think universities still have it all to play for. And having that extra motivation could really see them uh, pick up all three points here. And looking at the next game that we will discuss, Warilla against Berkeley at King Mickey Park. So the Wanderers did pick up their first victory of the season, a Friday night 1-0 win against Balgownie. And another victory here against Berkeley could see the side go ahead of Balgownie if uh, the Rangers do not win against Picton. So, I mean, it's quite a big game for Rilla, of course, not in terms of finals football, but to not finish at the bottom of the table would be a huge positive for them. Yeah, definitely, Tim. I know no team wants to finish on the bottom of the table and you want to be finishing your season on a high and, and we really can sort of do that in this one. They can jump our gown if they, they come away with the three points against Berkeley this weekend. It's similar to South Coast United in the Premier League. Um, you know, a win here sees them jump them into 11th spot. And I know finishing last is not sort of um, too bad this season given there's no promotion or relegation, but you don't want to have that to your name, I think. Um, and we really can definitely get a job done here against Berkeley this weekend. But looking at the Goats, you know, the 4-3 the defeat to Fernhill does make it three defeats in their past five games. Do you think that's a concern for Berkeley, of course, going into the final round? Uh, do you think that not winning this game here could just sort of leave them on a bit of a sour note this season? Yeah, 100%. I mean, they'll, they'll be wanting to, to finish the season as best as they can as well. I know it's not really too much of a, a difference between um, placings around this sort of end of the table, but a win here as well can see you know them jump the rule into ninth spot so as I, as I said you want to be finishing as high as you can at the bottom of the table but um, before that loss to Fern Hill I didn't think the Berkeley were too sort of poor on form you know they beat the Kaima and then that two or draw against you know the potential top five side in Shell Cove so um, they, they've nabbed a couple of results this season I know how you know poor they were last year not winning a game but they picked up a couple of wins this year as well as a couple of draws as well so it could go either way uh, on Saturday. Yeah, and I think it does deserve mentioning actually how much the Goats have improved in comparison to last year. Of course, they didn't win a game. And to win two games this year, that's really quite positive for them. And it's certainly something that they can build on looking into next season as well. Yeah, saying that, Tim, they've actually got more wins than three of the sides in the competitions in to rule Balgani and Rarilla, which is, is another very big positive. And, and I think Berkeley are going to get the job to finish their season on a high. I think I'll, I think I will say Warilla here. I mean, Warilla picked up the 1-0 win against Balgownie, a really positive result for them in that respect. And they're at home to finish the season here. And I just think uh, a win for them, of course, could see them off the foot of the table as well. And I think that extra motivation uh, should be enough to see them get up in this one. And the next game that we will discuss in the District League, Fernhill against Unendera at Ray Robinson Oval. So Fernhill's 4-3 win against Berkeley does keep the side in the hunt for finals football. Just two points 
away from fifth position. And they have scored 22 goals this season, which is the equal third best in the competition, which Nathan, in terms of them looking for, for finals football, that's quite impressive here. And they're going to need all that goal scoring might here against a Unendera side that themselves have been so good uh, going forwards. Yeah, it's definitely a massive factor against these top sides to be able to score goals. But I might I might just add on to that one, Tim. Their, their defense is actually the second worst in the competition. Um, just five goals better than Rurilla, who have conceded 31, with the Foxes conceding 26. So that's a very concerning sort of statistic as well in itself. I know how positive you, you can go forward, but to be leaking that many goals at the back it isn't sort of something you want to be going into the finals if you do sort of scrape in as well. Um, so it'll be a massive task against uh, the top attacking team in the competition in Unidara, who have scored 38 goals, 14 more than second in the top goal-scoring teams, and that is Helensburg. So, um, yeah, going into this one, the Foxes will need to be definitely wanting to tighten things up at the back. Yeah, and just looking at the hearts here, the 6-0 win against Shell Cove uh, mean that they could potentially uh, win the league championship if Oak Flats don't gain maximum points against the rule, uh, which I think is fantastic motivation for them heading into this game, wouldn't you say, Nathan? Oh, yeah, you've got to play to your, your, the other results as well. So you want to be able to get maximum points as, as what you can get. And, you know, Oak Flats are playing to rule who have sort of nab results over recent weeks to top sides as well. So you never know with the hearts. They can sort of sneak under the radar and, and jump the Falcons onto top. But obviously, they've got to do the job against Fernhill first. And, and with 38 goals scored and, and given the Fernhill, uh, Fernhill's defensive woes, I feel like Unidera are going to come away with the win in this one. I'm actually going to say Fern Hill to pick up the points in this one. I think that Fern Hill are going to want to, of course, make the finals series. And I think that this is the type of game for Fern Hill that they can really show what they're about in this division and to pick up points, of course, at home in this game. But it will be a very difficult task against the Unendera side who have had almost perfect form this year. And looking at the final game that we will discuss in the District League for the final round of fixtures, the rule against Oak Flats at Thomas Gibson Park. So the Thunder did continue their, their good late season form. The one-all draw with University means that the Thunder are now unbeaten in their past three games. And Nathan, you know, they have continued that that positive run of form that we have spoken about in previous previous weeks here. And do you think they could potentially pose a bit of a challenge here for Oak Flats who do need a result? It's definitely a possibility, Tim. Um, as we mentioned, they've they make it three unbeaten in recent weeks to the Thunder, picking up draws against both Picton and University, who were in the hunt for you know a top spot and who are still in the hunt for a top five spot in University. So they can pick a result. And it's sort of that late season surge that the, the Thunder is so good at because they did it last season as well to scrape into the top five too. So they can definitely nab a result against Oak Flats and sort of spoil their premiership party. Yeah, and looking at the Thunder's uh, opponents here, Oak Flats, they, they did have that 4-0 win over Picton, which is the sixth win in a row for the side and the third time in their past four games that the Falcons have scored are four goals in a game. I mean, that's really positive for the Falcons, especially because they weren't the, the kind of free-scoring team at the start of the season. But in this late-season form, especially against sides at the top of the league like Picton, to be scoring a lot of goals against them, that's hugely positive. Yeah, we did mention at the start of the year that, that Oak Flats weren't getting... They were getting the job done, but they weren't sort of blowing teams away in terms of the scoreline. And, and as as you said, they've definitely been showing that in recent weeks. Uh, 4-0 against a Picton side who who were still in the race to the top top spot since last week is, is a very comprehensive result uh, for the Falcons and, and definitely the big motivating 
factor going into this weekend to to get that premiership as well. So, I mean, uh, I believe that form is massive with the Falcons. Six games in a row, they haven't um, dropped points since that loss to Shell Cove in round three. So, I believe they're going to have the quality to get the job done and and take out the District League premiership for this season. Yeah, and I think I will say Oak Flats as well to pick up the win here. I just feel that, of course, they're all they do have that positive form, but I just feel that Oak Flats they have such a level of quality that they've shown this season that um, they can most definitely pick up all three points. And especially with the league championship riding on it as well, I think that extra incentive should be enough to get them over the line in this one. And that concludes the preview for round 11 of the People Care District League. Nathan, thank you for joining me once again. No worries, Tim. Pleasure to be here. In the remaining games of round 12 in the Women's Division 1, Kaima got their third win in five games with a 4-2 victory over Warilla at Kaima Sporting Centre. University got back to winning ways with an 8-1 win over Wollongong United at Macedonia Park. Fernhill got their first win of the season with a 2-1 victory over Winuna at Ocean Park, while Albion Park defeated the Rule 4-0 at Terry Reserve. These results see Albion Park remain three points ahead of University at the top of the table, while Winuna defeat sees the side remain third however the gap between themselves and university has stretched to eight points as well as Kayama now sitting only three points behind the Sharks. Kayama's positive form has seen the side into fourth a point ahead of Thoreau after the Thunderbirds lost their fourth game in a row. Rilla and Wollongong United remain level on points in sixth and seventh place respectively as Fernhill's first win of the campaign does not see the side move off the foot of the table. With only two rounds to play, round 13 will see just three games played all on Sunday. Rilla will take on Wollongong United at King Mickey Park. A win for either side will see a three-point separation between the sides on the table. The Raw will visit Fernhill at Ray Robinson Oval, needing a win to keep their hopes of finals football alive. Kaima will travel to Ocean Park to face Wanuna with a win for the Quarriers, seeing the side go level on points with the Sharks in third. That concludes the Football South Coast Weekly for this week. Make sure to follow Football South Coast on Twitter at FSC underscore official for live updates on the biggest matches across Illawarra football, as well as notifications regarding match reports, previews, reviews, and feature articles. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. My name is Timothy Gibson. Thank you for listening.